Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! It's the two-time Stellar Award considered. Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice. To The Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Hey, what's going on, home team? This your boy, Gino Worldwide, Pastor Gino, man of Free Wave Radio, Generation Now Church in Murfreesboro. Hey, you are now listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go. What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, victory over the waste of life with author Deanne Lebrine at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Word Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with your truly the psalmist voice by appointment only. Saturdays, is Saturdays for Fed with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Followed by the locker room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays. TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the Familia. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in, and all of our podcasts, social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! You're, you're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. It's live, it's live right, now right now on the Psalmist Voice, on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. to the Spin Award nominated. It's the Psalmist Voice. We know it right now on TPV Radio.
What's good, family? It's your boy, the Thomas Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go! Controversial, off the meat rack, Christian radio show, and station in the land. It is the Thomas Voice Reloaded. It is here, family, where you get your spiritual fix, uplifting word with rawness, great indie and gospel music, and all in biblical context. And I am your most humble host, the Thomas Voice. What's cracking, family? We pray that the word will impact your life and bring a fresh revelation and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our King. Well, family, it's that time again. Just a quick disclaimer. If you are sensitive in the spirit or you feel as though that I'm talking about you, then you might not want to watch today's broadcast. I just want to put it out there. That's the disclaimer. I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just speaking what the word and what the Lord has been telling me. If you don't feel it applies to you, you can click off and you can find someone else to watch. Not trying to be uh, impartial, not trying to be nasty, but I don't want to get any more inboxes and hate mails. So I'm just telling you in advance, this is for the individual believer that wants to have a true relationship. They also want to have true purpose in their life, but you have to go through the process in order to do that. And believe me, these hot topics, this series, it's been talking to me too. Just saying. 
So anywho, let's get this show started, shall we? But wait a minute. I think we got somebody at the door. Let's see who's at the door, ladies and gentlemen. What? Wait. I'm hearing all this commotion. Do y'all hear it? Wait, Wait a minute. What's going on here? That sounds like to me, family. The family is in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, the familia is here. First up, we have Minister Sarah Williams, Shofina under the hood. Javina Distributing is in the building. We also have Coach D from the locker room, Brother Don as we know him. And who is this special guest? Last but not least. What's good, gentlemen? Blessings to y'all and our blessings to you. What's good? What's good, Chaplain? Yes, sir. Welcome to the show. So, of course, you know, we like to do our little comedy sketch. <clears throat> Not really. Uh, I'm no comedian whatsoever. But here we go. Central Texas, we're looking at 70 degrees, it's cloudy. Well, guess what? We got more rain in the forecast. So, it's a good thing because the reservoirs are getting full, but if it keeps raining, they might start overflowing. So we pray that that doesn't happen, but we are thankful for the water because Texas gets hot to the point where we're droughted out. So I'm thankful for it. But at the same time, let's make sure, you know, God put your hands on the reservoirs so we don't get too much water over here. But I know, Chaplain, are you back in Texas? How is it over there in your neck of the woods? Dallas is uh, cloudy, brother. 70s. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing because New York was beautiful. It was like almost like Texas weather in New York. And um, Texas was going through storms and flooding. And <laughs> But um, we know it's going to be a hot summer this Texas. I have a feeling in my spirit it's going to be unusually hot. And we thank God for this water because we're going to need it come uh, the middle of July and August. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I said, hey, if you never knew... What it's like to be in Texas, especially when you're from the East Coast. Woo, boy. I got used to hazy, hot, and humid. But down here, it's just hot. Just saying. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Mr. Siron, he's all the way up top of the United States in the middle. So, Mr. Siron, how is it in your neck of the woods? It's 81 degrees and partly sunny in Michigan in May. What? Yeah, man. I, I, it's been in the 80s 
for for over for almost two weeks. It seemed like. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking yeah. forward to I was looking forward to you saying like fifty degrees, still cold, snow still on the ground. That's what I was expecting you to no. say. But unfortunately <laughs> That ain't the case. I mean if you want fifty degrees you gotta wait till like two o'clock in the morning and then you know, it's like fifty three degrees and then it go back up and by the midday we back in the eighties now. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, change. Uh. welcome to the summer, and you're absolutely co- correct, Mr. Siron. Climate change is definitely affecting us. Just saying. But last but not least, Coach D, Brother John, you're in the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and y'all been having a lot of storms down there, and we got a hurricane out there so hopefully it just stays to the east but it is what it is but brother don how is it in your neck of the woods hey man we made it y'all we had a rough cold winter and now we're back to normal weather it is currently at 82 degrees with a light breeze feels absolutely wonderful out here the sun shining and yes, we had more rain and storms this last year than I can ever remember. But thank God that we made it through. And then again, I still want to offer my prayers and, and thoughts to those that experienced traumatic, you know, traumatic times during that weather and loss of life. But right now, man, it is beautiful on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So if you're down this way, it's a great day to be out on the beach, fishing, or whatever you'd like to do outdoors. Amen. Okay, okay, oh, okay, brother Don. Stop, stop rubbing it in. I don't have a golf coast to go to. We got to drive almost three and a half hours just to get to the beach. Just saying. But anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm being silly today, y'all. But, uh, of course, you know we don't do politics and all that stuff. We know what's going on in our nation. We know what's going on with our current president and his administration. Our job as believers is to lift them up in prayer, whether you agree or disagree. Keep your family lifted up in prayer as well. And make sure that your relationship with God is also up to par. Also, family, I can't hold this news back anymore. I got to let the TPV radio family know and... Facebook Live know that your boy, the psalmist voice, will be officially ordained as pastor in August 15th at New Vision Ministries, my hometown, Plainfield, New Jersey, and the presiding apostle, Dr. Forrest L. Walker, Sr., will be presiding over the ceremony and wait a minute hold, hold on we got somebody at the door gentlemen what's good welcome to tpv reloaded god bless you what's good amen Thomas. god bless you my yes, brother sir. 
Amen. Uh, I heard somebody talking about good weather. Amen. Down by the Gulf Coast. Coast. We over here by a golf course, and uh, we, we're about 80, 80 degrees. We're at the coast, but we're at the course. And uh, I'll tell you, the weather is mighty hot here today. So so we got the weather, but we ain't got that cool breeze off of the off the water, water there on the coast. But I'll take it anyway. But I'll tell you, it's so good to be, amen, back into this different season uh, where you got the heat, humidity, and all of that kind of good stuff. I like the variety. Amen. Had enough winter. So we're just so blessed today. And I tell you, we give a shout-out to the psalmist. Amen. You're going to become official. Amen. going to be official. And we bless God. I bless sure. God that I'm able to be a part of this uh, transformation. Amen. And I, we just love and we thank God for this time of uh, elevation and going forth. Amen. Into what the Lord is calling us to do. So listen, uh, I'm ready. Uh, I bless God for my wife, for my family. Uh, God is just doing some good things, my brother. And I tell you, uh, half is not being told. I, I feel like the Queen of Sheba, when she came to see Solomon in all his wisdom, he said uh, her knees shook based on what she heard. And I tell you, I shake sometimes when I see what God is doing. Amen. Because it's so wonderful and it's so awesome, we can't even totally express it. But listen, I just bless him for it, and I tell him, thank you. God bless you, Thomas. Back to you. Amen. Well, let's get the shout-outs out the way. Uh, Mr. Siron left the building. Hopefully, he'll come back. So I, let me get the shout-outs out the way. Shout-out goes out to, of course, my first lady, Shanice Newton, CPV Ministries, CPV uh, Enterprises, and CPV Radio. Thank you so much, baby, for doing what you do behind the scenes. And also to my kiddos, CJ, Tajanique, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajane. Daddy loves you all to pieces. <coughs> and of course, I can't forget you. Radio family, Facebook family, God bless you. Thank you for riding with us for all these years and the best is yet to come. We are excited about what God's about to do. I'm sorry. Some people may not agree to disagree. Some people might be upset or whatever. But listen, I understand the journey that I've been on. And I also understand the redemption that God had for me. So I don't count that lightly. I take this very seriously. And I'm going to ride it and go ham and cheese. Until the wheels fall off. Just saying. But let me stop preaching. Let me go ahead. Brother John, get your shout outs in the house. And then we got Chaplin. And then we're going to get to the music and get to the meal. So, Brother John, you have the floor. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm just excited to be here today giving God all the glory. But I got to give a shout out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because, you know, he's been working some amazing, amazing things. And this is a great season to be in, and I'm really enjoying it. He's just moving and shaking, and, and I know people are eating and getting what they need in this season. So I've got to give him a shout out. I got to also give a shout out to my amazing, wonderful wife. She's the right hand of the ministry here in our home, and I just thank God for her each and every day and what she does. and who she continues to grow to be. 
I want to give a special, special shout out today to my granddaughter family. Let me tell you, I don't want to take too long, but my granddaughter is nine years old, and she preached to me last night for an hour. I'm talking about quoting verses. She was just really on fire. So I want to give a special shout out to Mimi, my granddaughter. She's over here visiting us today. Just an amazing, amazing little girl. And the rest of my kids, I want to give them a shout out as well. Just really, really uh, blessed to be their father. And, and they just really, really keep me lifted up and keep me motivated and going. And I thank God for them. Also, TPV Ministries, Pastor Chris, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, and, sir. And, and First Lady Nisi over there, just awesome people. It's, it's your season, man. It's you guys' season. Y'all been faithful with the vision. You've been consistent with the things that you're doing and and god's not gonna let that go unnoticed so i got to give you guys a shout out i also want to give a shout out to uh the coaches at the locker room and mighty men's institute um great group of great group of guys men of purpose you know you guys keep keep eating and growing and i'm just really excited to see what you're doing and also you family for tuning in each and every week on every show we I mean, it takes a lot to tune in to all the shows that we have, but we always see you out there, and I just thank God for each and every one of you. Amen? Amen. Mr. Sir Ron, your shout-out, sir. First, I'd like to give a shout-out to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through whom we wouldn't have anything without him. And I thank him for my wife and my children. For my family in Christ that he has blessed me with, no trial or struggle is ever too big for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as we co-labor, may the blessings we receive not only be given to others and spoken to others, but shown through our very actions for others to see and give God the glory for as well. And that's it. Yes, sir. Well, last but certainly not least, Chaplain, you have the floor. Praise the Lord. Grace and peace. Give a shout out to the Bishop of my soul, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank God. I want to give a shout out to Mahanaya children from uh, Dallas, Atlanta, and Charlotte, North Carolina. God bless you. Continue to keep God first and be a light to your generation. I want to give a shout out to the prison ministries all over the world. Um, so great work. It's not an easy work, but God has chosen us for it. And let's take the gospel to the devil's camp and destroy the work of the enemy in the name of Jesus. I want to give a shout out to the fivefold uh, ministers of the gospel, labor. God sees your heart and sees your work. Fight the good fight of faith. Do it for the Lord, and your reward will be in heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we get our shout-outs out the way. It's time to eat. But before we do all that, you know how we do. We got to bring some music in here. So, of course, family, if you didn't catch the pre-show, we got the show. (laughs) Yeah, see, let me stop trying to be a comedian. It's not going to work. Just saying. Any hoot. (laughs) First up We have To start the show off We have Power With Canton Jones Mr. Dell 
and Mr. Manuel, also Lexi with In the Room and Wages featuring Run D, indie artist running deep, and we got it right here on the Summit's Voice Radio Network. So family, strap in your seatbelts. It's time to eat. Today's hot topic is It's all about me. Yeah, that's what happens. I pledge allegiance to me. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're going to get in trouble with this one, gentlemen. Just saying. So keep it locked right here. And, of course, y'all know what time it is. Right? But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready? I can't forget our shout music before we get on. I forgot last week, and people were like, what happened to your intro? Well... There you go, family. TPV Radio family, Facebook Live, the familiar. Are you ready to walk? Well, I'm ready to walk. Familiar, are y'all ready to walk? Let's do it. Let's get it in. Well, we're ready to get it in. So keep a lot right here. We'll be right back. Don't you dare move a muscle. This is the sound of the I feel like I got that mmm, mm, mm, 
Hey, didn't it say us was to get yeah. some? Look how my power drip. Man, I hate the power trip. But your battery is dead. Plug into this power strip. Just to do the will. You get power to forgive. You get power just to live. Power just to pay them bills. But it's more to me. Throw the mountains in the sea. Now unto him that can do exceeding and abundantly. Power to face them fears. Power to redeem them years. You got power to speak life. Now go pass it to your peers. I got the Holy Ghost working all over my body. All over my body. I feel like I got that
listen to him much But I'm trying to see my people eat though We on top Ain't nobody coming for our spot Say I'm working too hard But I'm trying to see my people eat though It's a dream by Rovers It's a dream by Rollers that were colder It's a dream by taking care of family when we were older We were older Make sure you keep them close cause of cold world, yeah I got people riding with me till I hit the grave I got family loving on me till I hit the gates Tell my people are okay yeah. Say I'm working too hard But I'm trying to see my people leave though They say I'm stressing too much But I'm trying to see my people leave though We on top Ain't nobody coming for our spot Say I'm working too hard but I'm trying to see my people leave, though Came from the gutter, yeah, me and my brother We here in the brother, but we ain't gon' stop I was chasing the fame, I try to get it Promise my mama we coming on top Lucy be coming from day to day And I tell my demons to start away They say I'm walking too hard We gotta eat, can't let them starve I don't want nothing if I don't deserve it I look up to heaven, can you tell me something? Something, something I know we gon' make it up but I'm trying to see my people leave though It sounds stressing too much But I'm trying to see my people leave though We on top Ain't nobody coming for our spot Say I'm working too hard But I'm trying to see my people leave though This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. It is, it, is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and, and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist's voice. Uh, this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, are you ready, ready to walk? To walk? Let's go. And now, for the thousands in attendance, the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Shall we? It's 
the common to hear a believer say, I'm putting God first, or to counsel others to make sure God has a place in their life. Such expressions are used so often, they run the risk of becoming a clean shame. But here, but there's nothing common about the idea of putting God first. In fact, it's utterly biblical. That was the TPD icebreaker for today's hot topic. Me, me, I, 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 Syndro. It's all about me, fella. Thomas Boyce, Apostle, Chaplain, Mr. God. God. 
and everything we have and everything we are is devoted to him. We hold nothing back, or do we? So, first question. We'll start with you, Chaplain. What is the problem? Why are we putting our priorities before God? You have the floor. Because our priorities is still man. The priorities is still in flesh. If we are born again, we walk not after the flesh anymore, because that used to be our priorities, giving into our own desires, sensuality, carnality. There has to be a newness as we embark on this new journey by faith. In the name of Jesus. So your church membership will not save you. Your Uh-oh. preacher will not save you. Uh-oh. Your Uh-oh. fellowship will not save you. Your what? foundation is supposed to be built on Jesus Christ through prayer, through Uh-oh. Intimacy. You have to be willing to give things up for Jesus. That means your TV shows, wait, wait. crowd that you like to fellowship with, family members no. who come against the gospel. I know this is not no. this is not conventional stuff that I'm saying, Pastor Chris. But this <laughs> is the problem. We're we're holding on to all the old things. And Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 16, 24, if you're going to be my disciple, and this is one of my favorite scriptures I quote all the time, you have to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. Whosoever keep his life, the old way of living, the old connections, will lose it. Whosoever loses life for the gospel will find it. So you have to be willing to give up things. And you have to be willing to make the sacrifices. For the name of Jesus. And once we do that, something tremendous is going to happen. The Holy Spirit is going to start taking control. He's going to start taking control because Jesus prayed to the Father, Pastor Chris, that he will send another comforter in the person of the Mm. Holy Spirit that will lead us. See, we're being led by the flesh. We're being led by men. We're being led by relatives. But that is not what Jesus prayed for. That we are led by the Holy Ghost who will lead us and guide us in all truth and comfort us. See, you don't need the marijuana once you got the comforter. You don't need to drink strong liquor once you got the comforter. You don't need sex with all these different people outside of your marriage once you got the comforter. He is the one that Jesus prayed to the Father that we can have this newness of life. And that is the book. And the Bible said, let God be true and every man a liar. We have Mm. to get back to doing it the way Jesus commanded us to do it. We'll see change and breakthrough. Other than that, everything stays the same. We'll be carnal. We'll be unfruitful. We will be ungodly. 
and that is not what he wants. He came to set the captives free. Bless you, my brother. Hmm. Woo. Uh, uh, so, so you mean to tell me, Chaplain, I got to give up my S-Class Mercedes, my half a million dollar home, my gator shoes, my suits, and my 20% tide that I get from my church. That's what you're telling me, right? So, well, let me answer that. Yeah, go ahead. Let me answer that. You don't have to give up the things that are preventing you from having the intimacy with God. You have to do an evaluation, and that evaluation will determine the things that are hindering you from having that intimacy relationship with God. And if that's a problem, then you have to get rid of those things. Amen. Amen. So, Mr. Saran, why is it so hard to give it up then? You have the floor, sir. Thank you there. Thank you there. First, teachings. This health and wealth ministry that's been going on, that people been embracing, it's been making people think that God wants them to have the desires of their hearts. People say it all the time, all the time. God wants to give you the desires of your heart. Well, yeah, if that desire of your heart is to glorify him, his son, and his Holy Spirit, to speak with truth and obedience, then he wants to do that. If the desires of your heart is a new car, he don't care nothing about that. God don't care nothing about you having a big mansion. God don't care nothing about monetary prosperity. But many people have been taught that, so many people embrace that. And when you speak against that, um, people think that there's something wrong with you. People, <laughs> lump, they, 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 they love lumping people together, making everybody yes. do the same thing through the same way. That word, we, 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 us, 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 we. Well, not everybody who serve God feels the same way, does the same thing. Not everybody is brought up the same way. But it's been perpetuated that we're all the same. That we have a failing. We have a struggle. We have problems. More people spend time praying for themselves than they do praying for other people. Some people uh-huh. will withhold prayer in favor of what they want or think that they should be doing versus seeing the need of a prayer, saying the prayer, and then praying with. For example, I went to the store to get my wife something for Mother's Day. And I'm supposed to win early in the week, but I procrastinated and I didn't go. And so I ended up going Saturday. I like watching boxing. And mm-hmm. 8 o'clock rolls around, the pre-fight is coming on, and I'm feeling my spirit go right now. But, Lord, the boxing is coming on. I don't care nothing about your desire for boxing. I'm telling you to go to the store right now. So I go. Mm-hmm. When I get there, I speak blessings into the life of a man with two children. I get in line. And Myers is normally busy. Well, when I get in line right now, it's just one lady in front of me with one item. And I'm like, all right, I'll be able to get this stuff and get out of here and get back home to boxing. Cool business. And there's a guy standing next to me. I turn to him and I say, hey, may God bless you and the women in your family with a blessed Mother's Day tomorrow. And he explains to me the issues that he's got going on. And he says, uh, would you pray for me and my family? Now, I'm standing there. I got one person in front of me with one item. I can be in and out. And as he said that, I turn and look, there's like five people coming. I think they got half the store in their carts. And I'm like, oh, wow. 
I'm trying to be here all night. And so I was struggling. And God like, what you struggling with? Um, the man asked for prayer. Get out of line and go pray with him. So I got a line. I prayed with him right then. What I wanted to do was pay for the items and get back home and watch Canelo put the mittens on Saunders. But God uh-huh. wanted me to put the prayer mittens on the distress that that man was feeling in his life. A lot of people won't do that. Somebody say, um, I could use some prayer. Well, I'll be praying for you, brother, and leave it at <laughs> that. And then life happens, you know? And so people have got to become, again, sacrificial in their service to God. Um, people want a God that served them. They don't want to serve God. Matthew 23, that whole chapter explains a whole lot about what's going on in our society right now. People love talking the gospel, but they don't want to be the gospel. People love going to church, but they don't want to be the church. People don't mind acknowledging Uh-oh. Christ, but they don't want to follow him. And until Uh-oh. people start following him, uh, that's where it's at. And so ask yourself the question, am I a believer who acknowledges Jesus Christ, go to church, and got a God who serves me, or have I accepted Jesus Christ? I am the church, and I serve God. And once you ask that question, you'll know whether you're a selfish individual and it's all about you, 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 or if you're a selfless individual and it's all about God, God, God. And that's why I'm going to leave it at right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. We opened up a can of stuff up in here. See, we all lost like 30 people right now because this is, like I said before the broadcast, this word is not for everybody. So it's not going to be popular, but I'm good with that. But we got to understand something. We got to start putting God first, and we're not. And the, the attention that we should have gotten when COVID hit wasn't there. The people of God continue to wait and plot. Yeah, I said it. Instead of you looking in the mirror, looking at what's wrong with you, trying to make the changes for yourself, get a stronger relationship with God, when COVID now is being released, everyone's having church, and guess what we're doing? We're having church as usual with a remix, repackage of the same messages we've been preaching before COVID. Oh, let me stop. Brother, I got to get Brother Don and Apostle's uh, thoughts on this one. Brother Don, why is it so hard for us to give it up? Your thoughts. Hey, man. Man, let me tell you, Chaplain and, and Minister oh Saran, we could just drop yeah. the mic, turn the lights off, and then pull the plugs and go home because they hit it right on the head. <laughs> but I'm going to put my little two cents in here. And one of the reasons, and, and I've been meditating on this for, for a while now, one of the reasons is we've taken a lordship. We've taken a lordship out of our lives. And when we do that, we're driven by emotions. We allow our emotions. We want to be happy. We want to feel comfortable. We want all these things that 
that that that's emotionally driven. So it's easy to minister to people when they an emotionally driven state because then you can guide them. Now let's go to the word. Now in Genesis, and everybody recalls the account when Eve, Adam and Eve was in the garden and the, and, the, and and Satan was there in the form of a serpent. He had a little small play on words. He didn't say, "Did the Lord God say if you eat?" He said, "Did God say if you eat?" Now that little play right there Once you take the lordship out Then you're driven by your emotion Because he appealed to her emotions And and Chaplin hit it right If you're connected to this world Everything is about your emotional state How comfortable you are And we know when you get closer to Christ It's not always easy It's not always comfortable It's not always going to make sense But if you keep on keeping on then that's when you'll start to find the victory. That's when you'll start to see things turn. You know, and I, and I get so frustrated today because, and and I know I'm gonna I'm gonna get picked on for this, but there's too many cotton candy believers out here that just thinks that everything should be their way, the way they want it, and how they want. It. You Uh-oh. know, and that's they're, they're they're driven by their emotion. And the Lord ministered this to me the other day. He said, Donald, you know how dangerous it is being driven by your emotions? And I yep, started I to do. think about it. <laughs> I started to think about it. And and he said, it's as crazy as this. Would you let a drunk driver get in your car and drive you around? Why are you letting your emotions drive you around? Wow. Why are you being driven by your emotions? So we got to start looking at it like that, and 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 Minister Siron and the chaplain said it best. It's got to be Christ first, even before you eat your Wheaties and drink your coffee. It's got to be Christ first in the morning. It's got to be Christ throughout the day. It's got to be Christ in the evening, and we got to start putting the Lordship back in our churches. That's why our churches are falling apart now. That's why we see the 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 uh, Alphabet Crew running everything. Y'all know what I'm talking about when I say alphabet crew. Uh, they, they, they're running everything because there's there's no lordship there. Everybody's driven about by their emotions. And until we get a stand up and and raise the standard, that bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ, it's going to continue. It's going to continue. But it's times like this. It's people listening today. It's men like us that's willing to raise that standard to say enough is enough. We're going to get this thing back. So that's my two cents. Amen. Amen. Well, we got to hear from the apostle. Apostle. Yes, sir. Apostle, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right. We got... Okay, go ahead, I'm ready. Okay, there you go. All right. Well, we, we, we're talking about this me, 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 I, I stuff, and uh, a couple of brothers already already said, why is it so hard to give it up? We, you know, we talked about, like the slogan, Burger King. 
We want to have it our way. We don't want to give it up. So, Apostle, why is it so hard for believers of today to give up their own agenda and follow God? You have the floor, sir. Well, uh, very good, very good question. Uh, it reminds me of what, what the psalmist uh, recorded in Psalm 73. He, he started out by saying, I know that God is good to Israel. We know that God is good to us, the church. And he says, but he says, uh, uh, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well not slipped. He said, because I was envious of the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He says, the wicked, their their strength is firm. They're not in trouble like other men. They're not plagued like other men. He said, their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than their hearts could wish. And he says, like, for me, though, it's like a band of something choking me. I'm struggling with what I do. And so in order to try to be like other folks, what we do, we give up the, the, the knowledge that we have. We know that God is good to us, but we get that big thing in our eye where we want to be like everybody else. We let other people, uh, you know, seduce us into believing that this is what it takes to serve God. This is what you have to do to be a real believer. And and, and, and that that is something, again, that Peter has said. Uh, he says to charge those people that are rich in the world that they don't be high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches. And what we have done, we have gotten caught up in trusting in things that really cannot help us. More money, just millionaires dying over over frivolous stuff. Uh, I was I was in the top five last year. Now I'm number seven this year in money. You still a multi-billionaire, but because you ain't number two or number three, folk could kill themselves over the ego. You have this spirit creeping into the church where, where the people in the church, they're, they're getting depressed because they feel like they're not they're living beneath what God intended, what God has designed. And according to somebody else's gospel, not the gospel, but somebody else's gospel of prosperity. And, and this is a spirit that has to be eradicated in the church. So, so you've got many people, you've got preachers blinded. Um, uh, I was telling the psalmist, I looked at something with one of the mega preachers. They were saying they had, there was a multi-millionaire, but the average family's income in the area was like twenty, twenty-nine, thirty $30,000. But yet, they're in those, and a lot of these mega people are in impoverished areas. They're in impoverished areas, and they're, they're charging these people, you got to give this money. You got to do this. You have to do that. And if you do this, you'll be blessed. Don't worry about your baby needs shoes now. Don't worry that, you know, y- y- your food is low. Listen, deal with the beans and the rice. Uh, put water in, your, in the eggs. Stretch it out. God will take care of you. But God's taking care of them because you're giving them all your resources. And they're telling you to believe God for, for your next move. They ain't got to believe God because they're getting it from you. So, so we have a problem here that we have to re- resort back. Now, one more thing. Remember when the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, what must I do to have eternal life? Jesus tells him to keep the commandments. He says, I've done that. Then he says something to him. He says, go and sell all you have. Give it to the poor and then follow me. Uh, the scripture says the man went away very sorrowful because he had much riches. Well, it's, it's an introverted thing. 
we're, we're going away sorrowful, not because we have a lot of riches. We're going away sorrowful because we don't think we have the riches. We're rich in the things of Christ, but we're poor in the physical things, and we think we need the physical things to be empowered in Christ. That is a big problem that the church has to undo. Amen. Because, I mean, we, we totally, well, some of us, totally change the way the word of God is worded to make it our own. And like you said, Apostle, we're, we're, it's upside down. Because they, they also have this saying that if the man or woman of God is being blessed, then the anointing that comes off of them will come to you. That's another ploy. Like, oh, the anointing from Aaron's beard from the man or woman of God. And if you sow into the man of and woman of God's life, you will receive the same portion of blessing as they have. Now, listen, I I don't have a problem honoring my, my man or woman of God. I don't have a problem with that. But if we are elevating them to the point that they become little gods, uh-oh, I got in trouble with that one. Yeah, Facebook is stopping. I, I, I said something. But there's the truth. We, we, we elevate our men and women of God. We make them kings and queens. We treat them like kings and queens. We're serving them. We're, we're making sure, you know, their water is good, all this stuff. We have all these armor bearers, all these bodyguards, all this nonsense. And for what? Now, again, I said, I don't have a problem taking care of the leadership. But if the leadership is becoming your king or your God, that's a problem. Well, let me get into why I made that point. See, it says putting God first means we keep our lives free from idolatry in all of its forms. Uh-oh. I dropped the bomb with that one, y'all. It says, I'll read it again. Put God first means we keep our lives free from idolatry in all of its forms. What does that mean? What I just said, if we are making our men and women of God kings and queens and elevating them high and all this stuff, that's considered idolatry. Oh, sorry to say it, but that's what it is. Because think about it. We're reenacting the things of old, the traditions that we're still doing that we're not even supposed to be doing in the first place, but that's a whole nother show. But anyway, we're doing all this stuff. We're treating them like the old days. Uh, I don't know if any of y'all watch TV, but, you know, Lord of the Rings, uh, the, the, throne, the throne show. I'm using an example. King Arthur and his court. I said this before a couple of shows ago, but I'm making a point here. See, we have the king, the queen. We usually have the gestures. The gestures are usually, you know, the entertainment. You know, the praise and worship leader. Oh, um, oops, sorry. Uh, the, the, the king's court, which is usually the assistant pastors, the ministers, and all that. 
So these are the elite. You get to eat with the king and queen. But at what cost? See, sometimes we even put our own stuff on the table to present to the king and queen. Just like Apostle just said, we're going to give you my mortgage knowing that I'm behind already and I can barely make the payment as it is because you telling me to live my blessed life now. Oops. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Yes, I did. See, we have a problem. So it also says, Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. 1 John 5, 21. Now, an idol is anything that replaces the one. Who is that? True God in our heart. Who is that? So if you don't have a relationship with him, it's very easy for you to put an idol in God's place. Yeah. It's very easy to put an idol in God's place. Why? Because you're not having a relationship with him anyway. You're having a relationship, yeah, with the pastor and first lady, which, again, I'm not talking about having a relational relationship. I'm talking about we're putting him up high and we're worshiping him and we're we're giving our deed to the house and all this nonsense. That's what I'm talking about. But anyway, let me keep reading because I got another juicy question on the table. See, also, here's an example in Judges chapter 6, verse 25 and 27, where it says Gideon demolished the altar of Baal and chopped down the Esarian pole. And we must tear from our hearts anything that lessens our devotion to or reverence of God. Now, Gideon built an altar to the Lord to replace the idolatrous idols or images. We must dedicate ourselves as living sacrifices to God. And in that way, put him what? Second? No. Third? No. No. Uh, first, Romans 12 and 1. Now, you saying all this stuff, and I hear the family talking. So, first question goes to you, Minister Siron. Putting God first means that we strive to follow in Jesus' footsteps. So, why are we following the steps of our pastors or leaders instead of God? You have the floor. Because it's easier to follow them than it is to follow Christ. It's easier to relate to who they are than who Christ is because uh, a lot of them are standing up and uh, it's all about them. You can tell it's all about them. Come their wedding anniversary, the pastor and his wife. Everybody in church is supposed to get them something for their anniversary, but then you got Mother Jenkins and her husband. They've been married for 57 years. They just get an announcement that they've been married. Well, why are the pastor and his wife more important than these two individuals in the church who've been married longer than them, been through more than them, 
and has been a part of that church longer than the current pastor is there right now. You know, the, the titles that people seek are, are important in, in, in their mind, like a boxer. You know, boxers are not satisfied with being called a boxer. He must be called a champion. That's what it's all about. And the selfish heart of men misconstrue scripture. You know, they, people want to be gods and everybody a king. Why, are, why is there so much infighting in our world? Tell me the last time you heard of a kingdom with two kings. Oh, there ain't none. There's only one room for one king. Only room for one leader. Anybody else who wants to be a leader above the leader, there must be infighting for someone to have the throne. Christ is my king. Christ is my leader. Christ is my all in all. And so understanding that, I seek him first. Do I have brothers in Christ who have the title pastor that's not using that as the means of setting themselves above others? I would say, yeah, I would like to think so. Um, if that wasn't the case, I wouldn't be on here today because uh, <laughs> I wouldn't talk to anyone to be around anybody who think they're above Jesus Christ and they got all the answers. Exactly. People have so much invested in their own desires that they look for people who will justify and tell them that it's okay to seek their desires. Well, as was spoken earlier by a chaplain, Christ tells you to deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow him. The rich man, man, he wouldn't put down his money. And even when he died, not a penny of that money saved him from the fate that he's going to be facing. Jesus Christ's exactly. life is hard. It's difficult, right? And so if we think about it, when you ask most people, you know, when you look at the scripture, who do you identify with the most? More people go to everybody but Jesus Christ because the people that they follow remind them of who they are and their heart's desires. Doing what they've done, feeling what they felt. And so until people really genuinely take a step back and say, okay, the life of Christ is what I want most, they'll struggle. I hear people say when they met their wife, oh, that's my soulmate. No, that's your helpmate. Christ is your soulmate. Because if your wife is your soulmate, that means you're going to put your wife before Christ. Mm. And so mm. understanding those little nuances of language and desires would determine exactly who you are following and who you want to be. I want to be Christ-like. Amen. There we go. Amen. Amen. Brother Don, same question. Putting God first means that we strive to follow in Christ's steps. So why are we following our leaders? You have the floor. Amen. You are... Uh... <laughs> you starting something today. <laughs> you know, you you're hitting on you're hitting on a good, good area. And what you're hitting on 
And the way it resonates with me is why are we just happy with congregations and not discipling? That's wow. what it boils down to. You can have a congregation, but how many disciples are you making? And that's what we were called to do. We were called to make disciples. Now, let me read this for you. And this popped up in my spirit. This is First Corinthians 11, 1 through 3. And this is Apostle Paul. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Now I praise you, brother, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions just as I have delivered them to you. Here it goes right here. But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of every woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. Now that's it. That's the formula. That, that has to be followed in that order. And what happens is a lot of times if I'm new in the faith and I come to you, I may need to look and see what you do to help you out that I can find my way. But if Christ isn't centered in that and just you centered in that, then it becomes a false way. Mm. Then I'm just part of the congregation. I'm not being discipled. And that's the thing that I'm seeing more and more. Um, people want it. They're hungry. They want to be disciples. They figured out this ain't working for me. Just coming to church on Sundays and Wednesday, sitting there hearing some singing, hearing the word, leaving, going out, still facing the same issues that I'm facing, but I can't get through them. I don't have any strength. Because nobody's really teaching me. Nobody's mm. showing me. Your life should be an example of what your faith is and what you believe. Your life should be that. If you've got a standard of Christ in your life, it should be reflected. That's what the word tells us, to be light in this dark world. We have to. So I think what, what, what really is going to get us in trouble here is it's not about the congregation. It's about discipleship. And exactly. we have to learn more about what it is to be a discipler. Because we, you know, and I tell the guys all the time, look, man, I can't run this race forever. I got to pass the baton to somebody. Exactly. And I'd much rather spend my time with you than I know when I pass this baton, it will keep on running. But I think that was Chaplin that said, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Minister Siron that said, you got so many pastors that all they, once they feel they got the title and they've got a congregation, that they're good. And you yep. and I talked about this just yesterday about who defines what success is. Mm. Mm -hmm. If it ain't mm -hmm. word-based, then it's not successful. If, if you got to find success from your Forbes 500 if you got to find success for the little clique that you're running in, you need to check uh -oh. yourself. You need to check yourself. Because, you know, I want to share this. It's a little, little testimony. I shared this with Coach Smalls the other day. Uh, when we got off the program the other day, the Lord ministered to me so strong. And the word that he gave me is, you may not be always a part of the fanfare, but you're always part of the glory. And he took mm. me back to my football days, and I was a lineman. I was the best in my conference, one of the best. I didn't get all the cheers. I didn't get all of the hand clapping. 
that, that the running backs and the quarterbacks got and the wide receivers. But it was based on me fulfilling my assignment that they could do what they needed to do. I hope you're hearing this now. Mm-hmm. If I asked someone about the team that I was on in the era where I was, and I said, well, what made you excited? They could not tell me one thing. But if I go back to them and ask them the same question, or the first thing that they would answer about that was, you were part of that championship team. Mm. So I wasn't always part of the fanfare, but guess what? I was part of the glory. And that's what's interesting about us, and that's what I'm getting the key about discipleship. Just one person ministering to another person. You may not have a 500 congregation or member church that, 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 you know, you go to every week, but that one person that you can minister to, you may not have all that fanfare as a mainstream pastor, but guess what? You're going to share that glory of Christ by just ministering to that one person. So we got to get back to that that that, that system, the way it's designed, um, men of God here, that understand discipleship under our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is what we are supposed to be doing. Even today in this program, and we're, we're all ministering, this is discipleship to those that are listening, that, look, I want you to get it for yourself, but if you got to look at one of the ministers just, and, and hear what we're saying to help you get it, then there's nothing wrong with that. As long as we're following Christ. That's right. So that's what I, you know, that's really, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, we, we, we're so concerned about building congregations that we, we put discipleship on the back burner. And that should be first. That should be first. Amen. Amen. But before I let Chaplin go, it looks like, gentlemen, we have somebody at the door. So, caller, welcome to the Summer's Voice Reloaded. God bless you. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for calling in. Sir? Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in. No problem, no problem. Yes, sir. Have you been listening to the show? Oh, uh, today's my first time. Today's my first time. Oh, awesome. In. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you, yeah. man, taking the time out to uh, chat with the brothers because basically we're, we're having some heavy steak and some potatoes. So you can sit back and enjoy, and if you have a comment, man, definitely chime in. Well, we appreciate okay, you no calling problem. in, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, I'm Cyron. If you know Cyron Williams. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm Cyron Williams' cousin. Oh, okay. Welcome, man. The show, the show, yeah, the, the show comes highly recommended, and I'm uh, – I'm um, excited and very anxious to gain some wisdom and pass on some wisdom from our uh, our Holy One and our uh, Heavenly Father. So I'm very anxious about this. All right. Well, sit back, strap your seatbelt, and get ready. We're about to finish this off. So, Chaplin. Okay, sure. 
Same question, man. Putting God first means that we strive to follow in Jesus's footsteps. So why are we following our leaders instead? You have the floor. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, Jesus resurrected and he went to the guy that he discipled that denied him three times. And he said to Peter, you love me. And Peter said, yes, Lord. And he gave him a command. He gave him instructions. He said, you got to feed my sheep. And he did this two other times, total three times. Why did Jesus say that? Because he wanted Peter to understand you have to give the people what I gave you. You have to give them the word. The word in its purest form in spirit and in truth. That means you're going to have to tell the homosexual he has to repent. You're going to have to tell the lesbian you have to repent. You're going to have to tell the pastor that is sleeping around you have to repent. You're going to have to tell the congregants that they can't make demigods out of leadership. They have to develop their own relationship. It's, It's a tough assignment, but that's what Jesus commanded. And when he spoke to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1, he said, now I want you to speak this word. And don't tell me how young you are, because it's not about you. It's about my will being done through you. And I don't want you to worry about people's expressions and their facial expressions. Just speak my word. And if leaders are doing that, the people are responsible to develop their own relationship. But they got to get the truth from us. They got to get the truth. But what happens is we get too slothful, whereas we rely so much on the leadership, we don't execute the plan of the gospel in our own lives. And that's not leadership fault. If the leadership is doing their job and giving the word and living a life before that individual in that congregation has to take that baton and they have to run the race of the good fight, fight the good fight of faith. We have to see more of that so that people can grow and flourish and be fruitful. Amen. But that's the command. Leadership has got to give the unadulterated word. If they stop paying tithes, still give the word. If they stop sowing seeds for the anniversary, still give the word. If they decide to leave your church and go somewhere else, still give the word. We got to be committed to this work until the end. And we need backbone in the gospel. We don't need these weak, jellyback men who don't stand Uh-oh. for anything. We need solid, bona fide vessels what? of God that the Bible says that we have this treasure, this earthen vessel, that the excellency of the power would be of Jesus Christ and not of us. We got to have men and women who are standing in this evil day against the powers of darkness by professing and proclaiming and decreeing and declaring this gospel without Amen. compromise. 
without compromise, beloved. And this is what Jesus did. He stood up against the test of time, against the wiles of the enemy, against the Pharisees and scribes and, and, and all those who's coming against the work of the gospel. And he kept his focus on the Father. He was loving in spite of them. He was kind in spite of them. He was compassionate in spite of them. And this is the church that he implemented and he told Peter, the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. And this is what we are in Jesus' name. And those who are a part of that church will do the work without compromise. God bless. Oh, amen. Well, see, uh, before I let Apostle lay the smack down on this, I need to say, I need to say this first. <laughs> now, Jesus' life was categorized by total submission to the Father's will. Now, service to others and prayer. Uh Uh-oh. Now, in the garden, faced with unthinkable agony, Jesus prayed, and this is what he said. See, people don't read the word, but this is what he said. Even though he was feeling some kind of way, even though he wanted to take his sandals and run, even though he knew what was coming, this is what he said. Not my will, but yours be done. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. That's putting God first. Just saying. Can you Dude, I didn't mean to cut you off. Can you say that chapter again? Can you say that Uh, chapter again, please? Yes, sir. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Thank you very much. No problem. Now, that's putting Jesus first, y'all. Just saying. Jesus' word, actions, and doctrine all came from the bishop. Wait, hold on. That's not what it said. Wait, wait. It says, all the doctrine came from my pastor. Wait, wait. That's not what it said. It, uh, it, it all came from the university that I came from. No, no. Plain word. It came from the Father. If you don't believe me, Amen. here's some more scripture for you. John chapter 5, verse 19. Also in the same book, John chapter 7, verse 16, and John chapter 12, verse 49. Now, Jesus glorified the Father in every detail of his life and accomplished all that he has been sent to do. That's also in the book of John Chapter 17, verse 4. Now, before I let Apostle lay the smack down, Jesus taught us to seek the kingdom of the bank. No, no. Jesus taught us to seek the kingdom of the Bugatti. Wait, no. Wait, Jesus taught us to seek the kingdom of God above all else. Matthew 
chapter 6, verse 33. That is, we are to seek the things of God over the things of the world. But that's not what's being taught. Let me continue. We are to seek the salvation that is inherited in the kingdom of God, not money, considering that of greater value than all the world's riches combined. If you don't believe me, here's another scripture for you. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 and 46. The promise associated with the command is that we are to put God first. He will give you everything you want. Wait, no. He will give you everything you sold your $1,000 seeds to. No, no. He said he will give you everything you need. Okay, Apostle, you're on. So, Apostle, uh, I already got in trouble, and I'm ready for the hate mail, but, Apostle, what's the problem? Why are we having so much issues in he will give you everything you need? Why are we getting ahead of God and we will give ourselves everything we want? I mean, me. So, Apostle, clarify for me, man. What happened to the doctrine? What happened? Well, you have the floor. Well, 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 well brother, we're saying some things, and I think at this point we need to be very clear as to what we are saying. Because, yes. uh, first of all, trying to follow Jesus as the, as the, as the person is not, God calls us to, uh, he puts men in our life. He puts men in our life. Paul said, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Paul got revelation from God, divine revelation. So so my thing is, you, I, we're all men that God places in the life of other people to listen to. The, the problem has become uh, men will not teach the word of God. That's what we're, we're going to be judged for not teaching the things that we need to teach. But you're accountable for, for the lies uh, just like you're accountable to raise your children and teach them, we're, we're we're accountable to that. So so you have you have some people that do it, you have some people that don't. The people that want self exaltation, they'll tell people you got to do things to me, to me above anything else. When you do it to me, you're doing it to God. There's a there's a certain truth to that, but we got to be careful that we don't press up against that line. Now when we talk about like Matthew six thirty three, I often ask people. Well, what is it when they say seek first the kingdom of God? People act like the kingdom of God is something brand new out there. The, the kingdom of God is nothing more than the uh, uh, complete, uh, the absolute reigning and ruling of God. That's what the kingdom of God is. Seek first the absolute reign and rule of God in your life. You remember he said over in Luke chapter 17 when he was dealing with the Pharisees, I think around the maybe 21st verse, he says, if somebody comes and says, 
you know, loaded kingdom here. He said, don't believe it. He said, for the kingdom does not, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. He said, the kingdom of God is within you. So in other words, the complete complete reign and rule of God lives within you. It cannot be seen with the naked eye. You must be spiritual to be able to accomplish the kingdom of God reigning in your life. Now, those who are living on the outer outer aspect, they're living out there in the material realm. They're living in the material realm and not the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, God supplies your needs. In the physical realm, you supply your needs. And so, and what happens since you're living there, you make everybody that's under you try to supply your needs. Uh, that is not the way it works. I passed it for over 23 years. And listen, I uh, understand the anniversary. If they want to give it, the reason they give it, because they know I'm not, I'm not bankrolling the people. Uh, you know, I'm not a baller. I'm not a shot caller. Amen. I, I'm, I'm a meek and lowly man that's trying to follow what was given to other men. And I'm trying to appropriate that area of my life according to the will of God. What we have gotten mixed up with, you have people that come into church that are dependent on you brothers and me to teach them this word. We're not, we're not there to teach them that word to uh, benefit us. God said you're supposed to sow to me. God said you're supposed to do this. No. You're supposed to, you're supposed to support. You know, if, there's a, uh, if there is a request. There is a goal, something we need. We're running short on electricity or whatever. Then you put that out to the congregation and let people meet that demand. But you don't, you don't place curses on people. You don't place uh, demands on people. You, you know, you don't tax people. And, and so I think, brothers, we're saying it right when we say, why do people follow the leader? Because that is the way it's supposed to be. But why do leaders misappropriate their position? That is not the way it's supposed to be. They're supposed to have a light that lines up to what God has given other men of God to write like Paul, who is the apostle to us Gentiles. We're supposed to be following the life that God has given him for us to lead. So, so this is the problem that we have, and it's a big problem, because you're always going to have two kinds. Let, let me just say this, and I'll get back to you, Psalmist. You, you go back into Genesis, right, brother? Remember where God said to the woman, because thou have listened to the serpent? He says, because you listen to the serpent now, he says, uh, I'm going to multiply your sorrow and your conception. What he said there, uh, that as long as she was operating in the right stance, the obedience of God, every time she conceived, she was going to bring forth a righteous seed, a righteous seed. But when she ate of the forbidden fruit, now he said, I'm going to multiply your sorrow and your conception. He wasn't talking about the numbers. He was talking about the type of conception. Instead of bringing forth all righteous, now what have you got in the world? You've got all kind of mixed up stuff now in the church. You've you got some apples. You've got some pears. You've got some mixed fruits. you know, you, 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 you got some stuff that God didn't design because of people not doing what God said they got to do. So, so, you know what I'm saying? Stay and be the righteous fruit. This stuff where people are going out to sell, that is the Cain spirit that's in the church is trying to kill the Abel spirit. And so the Abel spirit is when pastors take the, the meek and lonely position and say, listen, 
uh, or the people used to say, we want to have an anniversary for our pastor. I, I never tell people, you got to have one for me. People usually do that. So, so I think we need to let wisdom prevail. Well, we understand, yes, we're leading people. Um, workman's worthy of his hire, per se. Not that you're a hired gunslinger. Not that you're a hired preacher. But only, we're in the day now, contracts. People have got contracts and health benefits. Uh, we went outside the line. We need to get back inside. Uh, you know, when we were taught in grade school, the color inside the line. Well, we done became adults, and now we're writing outside the line. It's how to get us so back in, uh, inside of the space that God intended for us to be, and that space is called humility. Amen. Well, the show is almost over, but I've got to get the final thought here before we get out of here. And I'll ask every man on the panel for their final thought. But here's something here. And I'm going to lay it down, and that's it. So, those who are living their best life now will stand out from the rest of the world. Wait a minute. Yes, sir. That's not, that's not what it says. It says, those who put God first will stand out mm-hmm. from the rest of the world. They will obey God's commands coming from John chapter 14, verse 15. They will take up their cross, which we said earlier on the show, and follow Christ. Luke chapter 9, verse 23, and they will not forsake their first love. This is the problem from Jump Street. We forgot how to love. And that's why we got issues. You don't believe me? Read Revelation chapter two, verse four. They give God the first fruit. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Is it that, that is it that we forgot how to love, or is it that we forgot who to love? Exactly. You said it right. We forgot who to love. So if we you know cuz we put know idols who and we, we put people in love first. With, well, you know I'm we put idols and t- people first. You're right. We forgot to put God first. You're right. And that's exactly what's been the problem. So we are trying to give some tools to the family so we can look in the mirror. This ain't a bashing message. Look, I was there, too. I thought it was all about me, too. And guess what? I got slapped right across my face, and God put me in check. Why? Because it's not about Chris and his first fruit. It's about God and his first fruit. My job is to give the word the way it's supposed to be given, not put candy canes on it, sprinkles, and all this fluff. If it's too hard for you, I'm sorry. Some We got so used to being soft in the word that we can't be surgeons and cut away the fat and still be able to sew each other up in love. See, we get so hard, and we don't know how to love in the process, and we don't give any tools to help you. But we're sitting here crashing a whip, 
over your back expecting you to do something, and we're not even doing it ourselves as leadership. Uh-oh. Let me stop. Amen. Because we're running Amen. out of time. Don't stop. So, Don't so let I'm them gonna stop go. Don't let them stop you. <laughs> Preach that word. Preach I, that I word. Wish, I, wish, <laughs> well, I wish we had more time, man. But I got other brothers <laughs> on the panel, and we got to get the final thoughts in. So we're going to start with you. Minister Siron, since you brought this awesome brother to the panel, give us your final thoughts on this provocative and controversial message. Why is it all about me? You have the floor. Being about the individual means that many people who say they love Christ will never be what they were intended to be. And that is followers of Christ and servants of others. They're too busy trying to be speakers for Christ and the leaders of others. And until that mindset is broken, that we're here to follow and serve, well, people keep having the struggles that they have. They'll continue to think it's all about them. As long as prosperity and health, wealth, ministry, is at the forefront, the struggle will remain. As long as people's heart desires remain outside of glorifying the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with truth of spirit, truth of mind, truth of heart, and truth of obedience, selfish people will be at the forefront while selfless people are ignored. Amen. Hey, man, you couldn't have said it no better. I, 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 I don't know how we're going to top that one, but we still going to go around the table. Chaplain, you have the floor. Final thought. This is the most humbling thing any human being would ever have to do to follow Jesus. It requires, it requires everything. If you, if you keep your will, then his will cannot be done. And Jesus taught us that in the Garden of Gethsemane, Matthew 26, 138, just a whole series of him in the garden and asking the disciples to pray and they fell asleep and he can't go back to prayer and not my will, but thine will be done. Just, just a struggle. We, we have to give God our lives, beloved. We, we can't keep it. The beautiful thing about that is he gives something back to us. He gives us his love. He gives us his compassion. We will have the, the capacity through Christ to forgive the offender. Because a lot of people are struggling with forgiveness. That is not something you can do in your own human capacity. You need divine help. So I'm just going to say... I'm learning how to stay humble, like the apostle said, and will not compromise. I do. I don't want to compromise this word. And if I stay humble, God will help me to finish what He has begun in me. And I hope and pray that all that we heard today would help us to go deeper into Christ. It's going to cost you some food. It's going to cost you TV. It's going to cost you 
hanging out with the homies and and and, and going places. You're gonna have to allow the Holy Spirit to draw you deeper into Christ, so He can manifest His will in your life. And I pray for you that that happens. I pray that you and I will learn from this session because it's very powerful words that were spoken. But we have to do something with the words that we heard. We got to execute. We got to implement. In Jesus' name. Mr. Don, final thoughts. Amen. You know, that thing when we must die to self, you know, that's a fundamental thing all across the board. That just ain't for a few people. That's for everybody. And the apostle brought it out and chaplain brought it out and minister Chiron brought it out eloquently. You know that, you know, we're supposed to be the one that gives the appetizer. Even this show, as, as, as meaty as it is, it's just no more than the appetite. The Holy Spirit is the one that does the feeding. So you got one that plants, one that, one that waters, but God gives the increase. And we have to keep that at the forefront of everything that we do in our lives. You know, and can't no one man teach you everything. It's just too much. The infinite wisdom of God can only come by the Holy Spirit. And with this program right here, it should be pricking your heart, motivating you to learn more, to get more, to, to, to read more, to get deeper into what you need. And, you know, until we, you know, have a, a, a resonating within ourselves, you know, you, people have a tendency to follow other people. And I love the way the apostle said, you know, people are in our lives, men and women in our lives for a reason. God has given charge over men and women in our lives. To disciple And that's what it is But even those that are there Must die to self daily Because that little thing pride will get in And then you won't be talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ You'll be talking about your own And then that's where people start going astray So Just thankful to be here Thankful to share And God bless everybody Amen to that Well we're going to let our brother has something to say. I know you haven't been all long, but from what you heard thus far, man, give us your final thoughts. We got a few minutes left. You have the floor, sir. Okay. Uh, yeah, being new to the show, I want to thank everybody and have uh, tell everybody uh, blessings to everybody. But um, yeah, I think like my man said, that was just before me. Being humble is one of the most stable and most blessing things one could acquire in the name of the Lord and our Father. It's a blessing to acquire that. And uh, God blesses us all in many forms and many fashions. One, he gave us his only begotten son, and uh, he blesses us with his blood and salvation and our father being our uh, sovereign one. He gives us uh, many presents, some which we don't deserve, some we do. We cannot buy or attain his love is something that we already have. You know, and like in Galatians 6 2, if you go to Galatians 6 2, it tells you, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. It tells everyone that. So it's not that if you're taking on another person's burden, it's something bad for you. It tells you, like a Christly person, help out the next person. It's not that you're doing the bad thing. It's 
if you're following the law of Christ and you're a Christ-like person, do of his will. Do it out of the kindness of your heart. You know, you're a follower of Christ or you're Christ-like, do the Christ-like thing. And most people don't do that because they still have that demon-like spirit in them. You have lukewarm, you have lukewarm people out there still. Yes, sir. And but we want to bring the word. We want to bring the word to everybody in the world, and we want to bring it. I don't want to say so harsh on them, but we have to have strong people out there that's not afraid to bring the word of God with fire, with passion, and stern. People might not take it and understand it, but only people that's not going to take it and understand it is people that's sensitive about the word. And those people that are sensitive about God's word, they're not going to understand it because their demon is going to get irritated by our spirit. Mm. And you got. You should have been on the show earlier. You know, people with the spirit of the Lord are going to irritate people's demons. Mm. And that's that's like oil and vinegar. It's never going to get along. No sir. Oh, well, you got to come back, man. You got the number. We're on every Sunday, but if you like us on Facebook or at CPV Radio or the Thomas Voice Radio Network, just like the page or Minister Siron can give you all the info and you can like the page and uh, you can follow us and you can see all the shows that we have on the air and you can follow every program, not only on Facebook Live, but on CPV Radio 24-7 as well, man. It's been a pleasure to have you. I wish you were on earlier, man, because you was preaching. Just saying. Yeah, I just, you gotta come I back just got time. on... I will be on for the rest of the show. This is the first. Um, I got on late because I was setting up my phone. But um, my cousin gave me the number, and I will be on every show from this point on. Yes, sir. Well, we appreciate you, man. We salute you for coming on. And we definitely pray that God can definitely use you in this season. And I pray that it's less of me. And you hear more of what God is saying versus what I'm saying that can change your life, can change who you are in Christ, and make you that soldier and that warrior for the kingdom of God, man. So I definitely salute you for coming on. and Thank you so much for for taking the time out because you could have done anything else. But we appreciate you coming on this evening. God bless you. God bless you, too. I appreciate everybody on the show. God blessings to everybody. I hope everybody have a wonderful and blessed Sunday. Amen. Well, Apostle, you have the final thought. Put the icing on the cake, sir. You have the floor. All right. Well, brother, uh, I want to say some things that maybe somebody won't agree with. But Uh-oh. the way you start, the way you start is the way you can finish. If you don't start ministry, ministry right, you'll end up with a mess at the end. For, 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 for instance, we walk around, you know, uh, we can't tell homosexual, lesbians, uh, prostitutes, uh, uh, pimps, uh, sugar daddies, sugar mamas. We can't go around telling y'all sugar daddies. Listen, they know what they are. What we have to present is to them the gospel. The gospel never, Jesus was friends of publicans and sinners. 
other words, he preached yeah. to them. He didn't, t- he didn't talk at them, he preached to them. And what we have, to get into, we have to get into preaching to people and not tell them about how much of, how gay they are or how, how much homosexual. That's the problem there when we get into it. Just, just like we get on these preachers that are getting all into money and they want, they want this, that, or the other. Well, listen, we're doing the same thing when we start preaching because we think we're preaching the gospel. We're not preaching the gospel by telling folk about being gay. That's not the gospel. What, what you got to do is present the solution to the problem, let them accept the death, the burial, resurrection, and then that becomes the out of the problem. They'll never come out by you just telling them something they know. You can't do it. We, we have to change our whole mindset to what we're presenting to them. We, we think we're being, we think we're being deep and we're being straightforward for God. But a lot of times what we're doing, we're operating in ignorance, and ignorance begets ignorance. We ignorant when we teach it. They're ignorant when they receive it, and, and so we, we we keep starting out wrong, and then we wonder why folks don't get it. Because first of all, we haven't got it. We got the wrong teaching here, and we have to. If we want people to change, listen, listen to me. Nowhere in that you find with Jesus, he talked to the religious leaders, and he chided with them and told them that they were blind guys. He never told the he never told the. The, the, the sinners who they were because they knew they were that that's why that's why when he uh, um, he told the story about the man in the temple and you had the Pharisees say I fast twice a week I pay my tithes and I'm not like this man because religious people will point out other folk but that man was sitting there beating his chest the Lord have mercy on a sinner like me Jesus said who went out of that temple more uh, justified the, the man that said he was doing this, that, and the other, or the man that said, Lord, have mercy on a sinner like me? The answer was the man that said, Lord, have mercy. We have to preach the gospel, brothers and sisters, and, and that's what's going to turn things around. We have to undo the bad batch of teaching that we have received. It's not a prosperity teaching. We don't preach that. That is not biblically silent or solid or approved by God. It's, there's no way in the scripture where it teaches you to preach about prosperity. No way. So what we have to do is come together collectively and undo the damage that has been done. Listen, I'm going to say this. Yes, people are supposed to follow me. You hear me? They're supposed to follow me. I am called to teach and proclaim I'm a leader of people. If I go off track, I'm going to have to answer to the one that's called me to be who I am. So, no, uh, people are following wrong people. Because they don't have enough wisdom to do that. But the same thing in Jesus' day. He said you can pass uh, sea and land to make one person converted to your belief. But when you convert them, he said you make them twofold more the child of hell. We got the same thing going on today. It, we cannot destroy the foundation of one or two or three or four bad apples and make it like that's what's happening all across the world. Because I'm not doing that. So I will not be included in folks that are doing things that are against the will of God, against the word of God. Listen, follow me because I'm following Christ and I'm following the teachings that tells me how to lead people in the right direction. Back to you, Saul. Right. Now. Go ahead. Now. Uh, she said it right when she said she's following Christ for the right things. When she said them people is following other people. She, she was kind of okay with that, but she was kind of wrong. They following people because the devil is allowing them to do that. 
They not doing it because they want to do it. The devil got control of them. If it ain't about God, it's about the devil. The people ain't doing it. It's the devil in them. And it's our and it's our job to make sure that if that's the case, we steer them to the right direction. See what a lot to the of the right direction. Do. Correct. Because what we do, we give up too fast well, because they're not I, doing the way. Go ahead, ma'am. Can I say something, brother? I'm over here with Tay. I'm, I'm Tay's neighbor. I've been working with Tay for a minute now. But I do believe that he needs a, a mentor. I believe he needs to study with men. The Bible teaches that women are not to be leaders. So I don't sit here. Now, we follow. I, I don't mind reading a couple of scriptures. I'm not as ignorant. Look, we all ignorant. The Bible says we ignorant. And I say that in respect. It doesn't mean we stupid. That's lack of knowledge, just like the other brother said. It's wisdom. Okay, my people perish for lack of wisdom with understanding. What's the sense of having wisdom if you don't understand it? You got to apply it. If you don't apply it, it ain't going to work. Now, not everything is the devil. Okay, now if you want to talk about spirits, we all dealing with some type of spirit because none of us are perfect. The word of God says we all fall short of the glory of God, but not to give you a license to sin. Don't get it twisted. I tell a lot of people that. Because the Bible also says, do you not know that the perfect one lives in you? You should never sin again. You should never. See, it's a decision. Like I tell Tay, where's your focus? Your focus is on the wrong thing. If you keep your eyes and your focus on Jesus, guess what? You ain't going to sink like homeboy didn't when he reached out and walked on water. Neither will you. Now, however, are we going to go through trials and tribulation? Paul said, count it all joy when you go through trials and tribulation. It protects, it perfects character and perseverance and a whole bunch of other stuff. So you know what? It's all about God needs to work in your heart. See, it's a heart issue. It's a heart. Check yourself. Humble yourself before the Lord, like he says. I tell everybody, look, I'm real, ratchet, and religious. I'm going to keep it real because we all got struggles, okay? Now, there's a difference. You see, people that are sinners, like people will say, don't get it twisted. We may commit a sin, but it don't make me a sinner. To be a sinner is to live consciously and not care but continue to live. I have a conscience, which is called for me, the Holy Spirit, that corrects me, and I repent. Father, forgive me. And that means turn away, not continue doing it. Living in sin and committing a sin are two different things. Now, like I tell a lot of people, don't get it twisted. Being Christian don't mean I'm perfect. No, I ain't perfect. I got struggles. But at least I could admit I'm struggling. But guess what? At least I know I need Jesus. I'm not, I can't do nothing right. on my own strength. Nothing. My son just came to know the Lord, and I told him he was looking for his righteousness. The Bible says our righteousness is like filthy rags. Our righteousness right. is nothing. So if you're looking for self-righteous, you better get out yourself. And that's the problem with people. Right. We all focus on what we want. This ain't about us. Let me tell you something. I would have kicked pay to the curb a long time ago had I not had Christ living in me. And I'm just being real. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Christ corrects. You see, when you love, love corrects. And I don't point it out. I point it out in love. The Bible says, yo, God whips me. I get a whipping all the time when I read the word of God. If that ain't a mirror telling you how dirty you are, we got a problem. 
we got a problem. Mm. See, too many people read it, but they don't study it. The Bible says meditate on my word day and night so that it doesn't part from my mouth. So that I meditate on his word. My word should be pleasing and edified the way whatever I speak. And you know what? It would be arrogant for a lot of people, like the other brother said, follow me. See, Paul said that. Listen to what I teach. But if I told someone that, oh, I sound conceited. First of all, I'm following Jesus. Jesus is my exactly. example. So guess what? If you get on my on this journey, we can walk this journey together, like I told say. But if you ain't with me, you're left behind because Christina ain't getting off her walk. See, I love God. Uh-oh. God is controlling me. I'm led by the Spirit of God. Okay? There's a difference. I'm not being led by my flesh. And that's what happens. When we're led by our flesh, our flesh fails us. You know? Right. So... But I was just listening a little bit, and I, I you know, I, I, I love y'all all with the love of Christ. That blessing, peace, favor be upon you. You know what I'm saying? Keep up the good works of the Lord, for great is your reward. And that's what it's all about. I, I struggle a lot with frustrated. I'm tired of planting seed and not seeing, you see, but God had to tell me, you're not, we're not led by what we see. We got to be led by the Spirit. So, see, I don't care what I see. When I plant seed, because I believe what I say. You see, I know my father hears me when I pray, and I know he answers me. So I always say the problem is know who you are in Christ Jesus. Your identity is the issue. When you know who you are and the power and the authority that God has made you, that you sit in heavenly places next to Jesus, how can you be scared of the devil? The victory has been won. The problem with us is keeping it under our feet. And that's decision, free choice. God ain't going to make you serve him. Neither is the devil. Neither is the devil. You choose. That's, that's right. why he said, choose this day whom you're going to serve. So you know what? You reap what you sow. See, I used to say, why me? Why me? Why not me? What am I doing? This is why I say heart check. Look at yourself before you blame everybody else. And this is where Paul, where the Bible says, take the speck out of your own eye. See, you can preach about sex because I ain't having it. So, yes, rightfully so, I could preach about it. I don't fornicate. Not happening. But if I was, who am I to, who am I to preach on a struggle that I'm struggling with? You can't. Okay? You can't. But can you preach on something you don't do? That's right. Because, see, we ought to live by example. I can't be about it. I, gotta, I, gotta, I mean, I can't talk about it. I got to be about it. So we, we hope that by letting our light shine and our communication with other people, that they will see the love of Christ in us. You see, I'm learning Amen. now. This new I've been born again since 1991. This walk ain't new to me. But however, was I that lukewarm Christian, one foot in the world, one foot out? Then they had done that. This is why I said, see, God lifted all them chains. He said, look, Christina, just seek me. That's it. It's about love. Learn to learn. When you, he said it. He summed it up in the law. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. If you could do them two things, guess what? You ain't going to commit adultery. Guess what? You ain't going to steal. Guess what? You ain't going to rob. You ain't going to want to hurt your brother or your sister because you're walking in love. So I always say, learn the love of Christ. See, I had to tell God, God, you got to show me your love. Because, see, I lack love. I didn't have a father. I didn't have, I've been raped. I've been this. I've been that. But guess what? I could speak about that today. I got a testimony. Amen. I got a testimony. 
So by the grace of God, there go I. So see, I don't judge now. Before I used to say, man, they don't get it. I wish I could smack everybody with the Bible and they would get it. But this is where God is showing patience with Christina. Be patient, girl. You were there too. Guess what? You were blinded too. So I always pray, Father, you know, lift them scales off them eyes. Let people see. Because we too, see, there's too many carnal-minded Christians. Now, look, you might die and go to heaven, but I expect more. See, God said he came to give me life and life abundantly, not only in the everlasting life. It's here now. See, I'm looking for signs, miracles, and wonders. And you know what Jesus said? Stop following my signs. Walk in my love. My love, my signs will follow you. See, nowhere in the Bible does it say chase it. Too many people want to be prophets. Too many people want to be apostles. Who called you? Were you chosen or were you called? There's a difference. I could get a license right now and be an evangelist. God didn't call me to evangelize. The first thing I would tell any believer, you better learn the voice of God because your, your life depends on it. Your life mm. depends on it. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and they don't hear no stranger's voice. No other one will they listen to. So learn. That was the first thing I said, God, I'm tired. Okay, I'm tired. I've heard this, Pastor. I heard this one. You could get married. You could do this. No, you got one shot at this. You fail. That's your problem. Everybody's talking about don't play with divorce with me and remarriage. Because let's take it back to the original, how God created it from the beginning. See, he allowed Moses to give the law, but it was never. Jesus said never was that the intention. So I'm going to go with what Jesus said. Jesus don't trump yeah. Moses. I'm sorry. Okay? <laughs> now, God permitted it. Why? Because of the hardness of man's heart. That's why he, the same with the, Moses don't trump Jesus. How can he? No, I said Moses don't trump Jesus. So I'm going to go by what Jesus teaches. See, I, I'm tired of, you know, denominations and how the Bible has split and all this stuff. And it sucks because the body of Christ, and this is how we are so divided. I said, God, there's one way, one truth, one life. Why are we all not agreeing? I don't care how you received it. When revelation is given from God, everyone's going to receive it the same because his word does not change. Amen. So if you Amen. see marriage oh, one way. If you see marriage one way and I see it another way, you know what I say? But one of us is missing the mark. In other words, one of us don't got revelation. Revelation comes from the Holy Spirit, and he has a voice. He speaks. First of all, let's look at this. Where does, where does wisdom come from? Where do words, what are words? Words are unthought. Unwords are thoughts unspoken. When you get a thought, we know thoughts come from, from people, from, from who, what people? You only got two people, the devil and God. So who are you listening to? Common sense tells me if, I have, if I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about doing something bad, right there, see, that was the problem I had. I said, God, I know when the devil talks because anything outside of you is not you. That's the devil. If the devil tells me right now, go have sex, oh, I know that ain't God. So that's easy. But check this one out. What if I decide to wake up tomorrow and I say, I feel like making my brother some breakfast. Was that my thought or was that God telling me to do so? That's the difference. We have to distinguish. See, we got our own thoughts. Like he said, every, God planted good in every man's heart. Why you think sinners can do good? Just because you do a good act don't make you good. See, too many people uh -oh. think, oh, I'm a good person. No, good acts don't get you good. I'm sorry. Don't. Sis, it don't work. Sis, That's listen. an action. Sis, listen. All right. I wish. 
Radio, Central Texas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.